Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Now, let's talk about the quiet day freakout. We've all had those days with zero clients in the appointment book or lots of gaps throughout the week, and we've probably freaked out about it at one point or another. The risk, of course, to freak out can be especially high when it happens before Christmas, like probably now in this quiet November period because everybody booked them for December, or after Christmas when it's between Christmas and New Year, maybe just coming into the New Year when you're so used to being busy that that your busy world feels like it's completely stopped, right? You can easily start to question your business, your team's worth, what's gone wrong, my business is about to fail. I remember my first zero day. And once I got over myself, these are the things that I did to fill the quiet time. So tune in to hear this this episode. And don't forget to complete the quiet day checklist. And I'll make sure it's in the link below of this episode. Now, depending on your salon dynamic, you may experience a few quiet over the next two weeks. These last two weeks of November, there is potential to have a few quiet spells. Now, it's going to depend on the dynamic of your team. Um, If you have a lot of new stylists or therapists and they're less established, they're more likely to have the big gaps. If you have long-term stylists or therapists, they're more likely to just continually be booked out all the way through. So let me know, what do you have? Do you have, or maybe you've got a mix. I always had a mix. I had a lot of established um, stylists and then I had uh, always the new ones and it would be them that would have the quiet time but I remember my first completely ground zero zero clients in my appointment book and it was the weirdest thing and it was it was kind of a gray day and one by one the phone calls came in and we just I had it was when I was much smaller and I had zero clients and I thought what the heck is up with this and I want to talk about it because it is, it's a thing that happens periodically. All the stars align or maybe they aren't aligned, I'm not quite sure. And you just end up with this really dead period or a dead day. And my experience in working with salon owners is that sometimes if we're not careful, we can freak out and we can let the quiet period uh, define in that moment the success or the lack of success in our business. And it can send us into a frenzy. And if we want to really step into being a successful CEO, then we need to learn how to manage our emotions uh, in response to what our business does. And remember that we are not our business. We can uh, separate ourselves from the business. We are the CEO that owns a business. And it's like a child or a person. It's a different entity to us. And when we can disconnect the emotional connection between what Uh, the business is doing versus what we are doing, then we're more likely to succeed, step into being a CEO. And this is how we live a life of freedom and profit when we can detach a little bit and uh, do the things that we need to do to lead us to success. So I'm excited about sharing this with you today. Um, So tell me if you are 
or you can see that there's a little bit of a lull coming um, in your appointment book. Now, I know it's not everybody. So even if you don't have a lull now or in the next few days or in the next week or two, uh, you can also take these notes and pull them out in between Christmas and New Year because sometimes that's the lull. Or maybe you come back on the 3rd or the 6th of January and you have some lulls. So I want you to print out uh, my checklist and have it ready there for the day that you have the, the quiet day and you have the freak out. So let me know that you're um, live with me and give me a thumbs up. if this Have you experienced a quiet day before? Did you do the freak out? Like, I want to know. Be honest with yourself. Did you have a freak out? I certainly know what that freak out feeling feels like. So without further ado, let's dive in. Uh, if you don't have the checklist and it hasn't been sent to you this morning, have you registered for us to send it to you? Because it's quite nice for you to have it prior to joining me live and uh, we can go through it together. And if you get a chance to print it out. If you haven't, I've put the link in the comments of this um of this live and you can click on it and um, we will send you the download and also if you put your email address in we'll send you all the previous ones in case you missed a week or you couldn't make it or you didn't um, catch the video at least have the checklist because they're things that you can they're not all unique to Christmas even though they might be highlighted at Christmas and we want to be extra planned at Christmas these are things that you can do throughout the year as well so make sure you put your email address in as well <coughs> when you click on that link it'll take you to messenger and put the email address and we'll send you all the previous ones okay let's talk about a quiet day freak out um, and what to do when it happens and to make the most of it um, and not I guess most importantly not let it define the success of your business or the future of your business so let's dive on in uh, well, I kind of said this one, didn't I? Stop and remember that a quiet day, a quiet week, even a quiet couple of weeks do not define the ultimate success of your business. So I invite you or I suggest to you to go back when you have these quiet moments or you catch yourself going, oh my God, it's so quiet, I won't make my wages or whatever that response is, tune into it and note it. What is the, the response that you have when these things happen? And go back, take the moment to go back and have a look at the data, the numbers. Now, as a creative entrepreneur, we're not good at naturally wanting to do or, or taking the discipline to follow our numbers. And um, it is so vital if you really want to step into being a great salon CEO that you harness the numbers and you realize how powerful they are and how they can actually talk to you and give you a story that tells you or gives you the barometer like I think um, knowing and understanding your numbers is the opportunity to I call it the oracle so in our program we have uh, a couple of key number crunching exercises that you do on a weekly basis so you feel completely in control I call it powerful profits how can you know unless you sit in the power seat and what gives you power information knowledge is power so if you can consult the oracle and know what's happening it'll tell you whether or not you're doing well and you don't have to rely on feeling emotive about peaks and troughs in your business because peaks and troughs are, are a given they're uh, a standard a stock standard so we need to learn to ride the wave of the peaks and the troughs and uh, see beyond today as a stylist or a therapist we get used to thinking daily weekly targets how much a client pays per hour how much we make in a day how much make in a week but as you become a manager or step into being the CEO you need to start looking at your business from a monthly or an annual point of view and then you don't have the freakouts 
So I invite you to go back and have a look at three, six, uh, or even 12 months and have a look, turn, it, turn your data into a graph. So the program that we use uh, inside of our program, you can easily turn that data, hey Vicky, into a graph and look at the peaks and troughs. And if you track year upon year, you'll see there are regular peaks and troughs. And then you can have confidence that this is normal everyday behavior, every month, every year behavior to have peaks and troughs at certain times, right? So go and do that because often if you consult the oracle called the numbers, then you can feel better about where you are. All right. Let's have a look uh, when you have a quiet day. You're faced with a quiet day. You've got a team of people. There's actually there's a little bit of pressure to feel like, well, what do I do with these people now when I have a quiet day? Um, I remember that pressure of feeling like I need to keep these people busy. I'm paying them. Uh, I need the income coming in. So this next uh, little section is about, well, what do we do with the people? So my suggestion is don't send them home just yet. Uh, I actually had a culture of sending people home. Like there was this real give and take about working extra or under or going home. And I know in Australia, you guys have overtime, which we don't have. Can you believe we don't have here in New Zealand? Um, but I could negotiate with my team because I didn't want them to overwork. Um, that we had a give and take type of scenario. So we could send them home because, and then that would uh, send them home early or have a late start. And then they wouldn't dip into this overtime. Um, over you know over their normal hours but don't send them home just yet when you have a quiet day freak out um, grab your team and make a to-do list like how many things are there in the salon that you see when you walk in that you wish could just get the attention people don't have time to do it at the end of the night they're tired at eight o'clock they've had a long day they don't have time to be uh, great at housekeeping. I hate to call it the cleaning list, but housekeeping. Like this is the time that we should be bringing out the toothbrush in the bucket and doing all of those things that don't often get enough attention, right? Get into the corners. Can it get, I used to, is this mean? I used to get out the cotton buds. Like how do you get in, like toothbrushes and cotton buds, get into the corners, especially if you're a hair salon, you have hair that goes everywhere. Tell me, do you have this? Have you noticed this? You sweep at the end of the night. You go home, you come back in the morning, and there is hair still floating on the top of surfaces. It's like, was it floating in the air while I went to bed and it's just settled overnight? I don't know what that's about. So um, get everything in order. Get to the back of the cupboards. Sort out the crap at the back. Like, how cool is it to come into the new year fresh? No uh, piles and back of cupboard um, piles in the back of the cupboard of old stuff you know start the new year with, with something clean and fresh all right this is an opportunity to do your social media scheduling now earlier i've talked about doing this get your your christmas weeks your between christmas and new year into the new year scheduled now and if you've got team lurking around do each other's hair take photos of each other uh take photos of the one or two clients that that are in there invite the friends of your teammates to bring their friends in, do the hair and take photos. That's your social media photo footage done for weeks or months even. If you've got some quiet time and you know they're gonna be either sitting on their bum or they're gonna be taking photos for social media, which one would you prefer? They're going to be sitting around anyway. So you might as well use it with intention, right? And get some social media and then get them to schedule it. Write out how you want it, uh, what it is, the topics, give them the theme of the topics, and then get them to schedule it. Or you do it while they're doing the photos, you can do, be doing the scheduling, like smash it out. 
maybe you'll take an opportunity to take them out for a muffin, maybe a wine if you get to finish early, keep morale high, do a, a team building exercise. Now, one of the gorgeous ladies in my program uh, invited her team over to her place and did quarterly planning with each one of them. Did a plan, uh, spent some time with them one-on-one -on -one because she had a little quiet gap. So, you know, make the most of this. Okay, sometimes um, if you have not many, but you have clients booked in, do you know, well, here's the, let me take a step back. The phenomenon is that at Christmas time, when we are overbooked and overcommitted, is our average client spend actually goes down or it goes down more than it could. And often your color work might be higher. Hey, Karen. Um, but what happens is we don't do the upgrades. We don't sell retail because we're too busy. We even forget to rebook. And so all of those key performance indicators start to go down. So if you've got a quiet day and you've got gaps, you've got less clients in, then this is your time to expect more from your team. They should be upgrading, uh, rebooking. They should be doing all of those things, offering extra services, adding an extra few foils here and there because they've got the time and they've got the brain space. So make the most of it. Sometimes you just need to fill the gaps, more bums on seats. So there's three ways to build a business. Uh, more clients coming more often, spending more each visit. So um, spending more each visit is about um, giving the attention to the client that you have in the chair and upgrading them, right? But sometimes you need just more clients. You've got whole gaps and you'd rather have somebody in the seat. So why not do something, what I, what I call out-of-the-box marketing? Do something that's a little bit cray-cray because what is the choice? You've got a team member sitting in the back room for an hour or you do a ridiculously great offer, high, high value at a really reasonable cost because I would be rather make $100. Say your cut and color and a treatment was $250. I would rather do a client for $100 um, than do zero clients at $0 and have my team sitting on the bum folding towels and wrapping um, folding foil like that is not motivating for the staff member and I'm paying them anyway so I'd rather pay them um, to do a hundred dollar service than a zero dollar service yeah does it make sense so this is your opportunity to do something crazy and just say today only at two o'clock we've got this crazy ridiculous what we call a killer offer ridiculously high value service for yours only put it out to your database send an sms um crazy freebie offer targeted at your clients. And you've got a whole client list. Everybody who doesn't have a future appointment would be the ideal person to be doing that for, right? Okay, so we talked about ideal our clients that are in the chair, getting them to have a higher value service um, and make sure you're upselling. It's like it's, um, okay, so this was actually last year, but um, we had a scenario where one of the salons I worked with had zero clients booked in. And so she did an offer um, where she invited people for free. Hang on, let me just get my head back into what it was. So she invited mums with babies to come and have their hair done for free because she had a team of people sitting around doing nada. So she put a call out, I think just on social media, and she said, if you're a mum and you have a baby that's under three months, we invite you, we're going to serve you and look after you for free today. Well, her team were busy doing mums with babies um, because that was her ideal client and who she wanted to look after. But do you know how much they made in that day for doing zero, uh, zero priced services? $600. 
because when people are being looked after for free, getting something high value, they've got money burning a hole in their pocket. They're thinking to themselves, hey, I've just saved myself um, $100, $200, $300. Uh, I'll take the opportunity to now to buy that shampoo and conditioner I've always wanted. I'll take that opportunity to now to have that treatment. So you've got to prep your team on what the opportunity to upgrade is, depending on who the, who the client is that you're trying to attract and what it is that they want. But you know what? It's kind of like something versus nothing, right? Keep the busy, team busy, serve some clients, uh, over-deliver to some clients, uh, but be prepared with the upgrade. Right. This might be an opportunity for you as the CEO to ditch the overwhelm and get some planning done. Now, I know for me, as I go into December, you guys are going to be smashed super busy. I'm going to have a little bit of a quiet period um, as you guys are busy. So I'm taking that opportunity to do some of these long-term planning things. In fact, I've already started. Um, dump everything out of your head, like clear the computer. You know you've got too many tabs open on your computer and the noise starts to go up, the, uh, you can hear the engine working. And uh, actually what happens is because the RAM is now full, the computer starts to slow down and things load slowly. Well, guess what? Your brain is exactly the same. So take the opportunity to dump everything out of your brain. It's like closing tabs. And there's something really therapeutic about writing it. Like I use a big whiteboard or a big, huge piece of paper. Like I'm talking, like here you go. Here's my planning <laughs> piece of paper. Um, get it all out of your brain, get it onto paper uh, and get some clarity. And then you can shift all the information around and group it into project plans. And I think this is a really good exercise for you as a CEO as you start to come into the new year. So you can come into the new year with a new plan. And remember, was it last week or the week before's um, planning uh, session that we went through? This is the time to do it. If you've got a quiet gap in your appointment book, this is the time to tune in and use that exercise. But do the dumping, do the dumping exercise first before you do the planning, because sometimes you just got to get that. Otherwise, you get into overwhelm. And you know what happens to brains when they're overwhelmed, especially busy CEOs? Uh, they actually start to seize and you get overwhelmed. And guess what? You do less. Funnily enough, when we've our, the bigger our list, the less we actually output. So you've got to manage the list and you've got to manage the information and the data. All right, if you really struggle, uh, look at the Eisenhower uh, grid. Now go and Google it if you don't know what the Eisenhower grid is. But the Eisenhower grid is a way to sort by priority uh, when you've got too many things on your list, which thing you should start with. I have a whole program, uh, a whole module inside of my program called Ditch the Overwhelm and Get Shit Done. It takes you through this process. Why do I have that program? Why did I create that system? Because I suffered from it. I had so much overwhelm, it would slow me down. And now I help salon owners ditch the overwhelm and get shit done. So these are some of the tips that are inside that. And I tell you what, you just have to trust the process. It works. Okay. Uh, all right, pick the stuff that's in the important quadrant, the things that move the needle, and concentrate ultimately on income generating activity. If you need to prioritize and choose, and what do you say no to, you've got to ask yourself, will this move the business forward? Will this move the needle? And if the answer is no, it can go to the bottom of the list. And if the answer is yes, then it can go up to the top. Does that make sense? All right. So we've talked about uh, ditching the overwhelm, managing, prioritizing your list as the CEO. We've talked about doing some out-of-the-box marketing, getting some bums on seats and maximizing upgrades. We've talked about uh, 
maximizing the clients you do have in the salon and increasing your average client spend and really making the most and giving like giving a 10 out of 10 to those clients and we've also talked about getting through the to-do list bringing your team in and getting the salon sorted getting your social media done getting the other list of things done in that quiet period they are all high priority things to do so i want to know from you now which one resonated with you most like which one if you have the quiet time are you going to focus on is it managing yourself as the ceo is it doing some bums on seats and doing some high value offers is it increasing your average client spend or is it getting through the to-do list inside the salon and making the most of cupboards scheduling um or even even looking after your team getting some morale high so i want to hear in the comments which one is the one for you and if you are one of the lucky ones that don't have any quiet time creeping up then uh let me know that too because then you are certainly lucky and my assumption would be that you have a reasonably well established business to be in that position uh, but if you have lots of new people in your team then um you'll have some work to do, which is great, right? Okay, one of the things that I'm doing, as I mentioned, Chrissy's doing her to-do list. Great, all right, prioritization of the to-do list. Good for you, um, fair enough too. Um, all right, so I'm going into a little bit of a quiet time. It's actually kind of a super busy time for me, but I get to work on my stuff, my CEO stuff, and I'm starting to work on my new program called Seller Mastery that I am launching next year. So what I want to know is um, I want to hear from you. If uh, you are, if you have four or five uh, people in your team, so anywhere between four and seven in your team, four and seven team members, if you are turning over six or $7,000 a week or more, then I want to hear from you because if you're thinking about really in 2020, really stepping up to being a CEO inside of your business, you love running and growing a business more than serving clients and more than daily operations. You actually really want to step into growth, growing and scaling your team and becoming the best CEO that you can be. Then I've got a question for you. What is your number one goal in 2020? What do you think is your biggest block to doing that? to growing and scaling your team and to really stepping into uh, becoming the CEO. What is the one thing that you think? What is the block? I want to know from you. Um, all right, Vicky says increasing client sales and preparing social media photos and posts. Perfect, exactly. It's the perfect time to be doing that. All right, leave a comment for me. I'm really keen to hear what is the number one block for you. That'll be super helpful for me as I start to wrap up my program outline. Um, and thank you for joining me. It's been good. I hope you're finding these super useful. We have five weeks to go. So next week, we, uh, we have only four weeks to go. We'll be at like 30, golly, we might be like exactly a month out from Christmas. So that's a little bit exciting. All right. Thank you so much for joining, uh, joining me and um, see you same time, same place next week. Chrissy says block quarterly staff yeah block out your quarterly staff planning I think that's super important you cannot over plan well you actually can because at some point the over planning becomes procrastination but you must plan and I think we don't do it enough as an industry and as a 
group of leaders of businesses. Um, we don't do it enough. And it's something that it's the difference between where you are now and where you're going is your ability to plan forward. Now, this is a transition. This is a hard transition to get from living in the mouse wheel and just spinning wheels and doing all the things to actually get ahead of it. But you can do it. You just need a little bit of discipline, a little bit of structure to get you there and a little bit of self-care and patience. Be kind to yourself because you will get there. All right. Hey, you're very welcome. I'm glad you love these and these are valuable. Uh, I really enjoyed doing it. So we must do more. Okay, Petra is number one, blocking, mentoring and coaching my team effectively, getting them to make more sales. Good on you, Petra. I'm so excited to see this really propel. This is like you've worked so hard this year. Uh, given all of the things, this is the one thing that's really going to propel your business forward and really step you into profit. So I'm excited to see that happen. Okay, same time, same place next week. See ya. All right, and that's a wrap for a, another Christmas pop-up. Thanks for listening and make sure that you join me each week for these Christmas pop-ups. Keep your ears peeled. You don't want to miss them. We're covering topics that are appropriate for each week in the lead up to Christmas. All right, finally, I have a question for you. I'm coming into my own quiet period and I'm really excited about it because I get to work on my program for next year, which I'm super excited about. And as I start wrapping up the outline and start really stepping into creating the program for you, if you are a salon owner that has uh, anywhere between five, four or seven staff members, four, five, six, seven staff members, you're turning over six, $7,000 a week or more, then I've got a question for you. This program, Salon Mastery, is exactly for you. And I would really like to know from you, what is it that you know you need to work on for 2020? Where is the block? What is the thing that's going to stop you from getting ahead in 2020? If you had a private conversation with me, you just you and I, one-on-one, -on -one, what is it that you would ask me? How could I help you? And I'm super keen to know, because unless I know this, I... Uh, well, it's not unless I know this, but I would like to know this to make sure that I cover these things in my program. So send me a message, send me a DM, PM, anything with an M in it, <laughs> smoke signals. Um, I probably shouldn't smoke, say smoke signals with poor old Australia struggling at the moment. I really feel for you guys in Australia. Uh, we've just come back from Australia, actually, and it's crazy over there. So my heart is with you. I really understand how it is. In any case, if you get a moment, send me a message. Love to hear from you. And otherwise, I look forward to seeing you again this time, same place next week.